raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. The moment you have been waiting for has arrived. Joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, we have inspirational speaker, former NFL athlete and ESPN analyst, author, father, and cancer survivor. His book, Brainwash, is available now. You can follow him on X at Merrill Hodge. Merrill Hodge joins us to talk about the NFL draft and a little bit of Panthers mixed in. Merrill, I had your football card uh, as well back in the day. We were talking about that during the break, man. But how you doing? Oh, boy, Esther Walker, I'm doing great, brother. I couldn't be there. I told you, your producer, I'm terrible today. It's a bad day. Just having a rough day. Just, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay to mess with our producer. We mess with him all yeah, the time. All so the I'm time. glad you joined I in on the phone. I didn't, I didn't say it just like that, but I was like, I was just kidding. This guy, I think I caught him off guard. I was like, I'm just kidding. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> Everything's really good. <laughs> That's great. So, Meryl, coming into this process, when we've seen some of the sound bites that have been out there, so did you come into the process expecting to be wowed by Drake May? And then at what point did you realize that there were some deficiencies there that you thought were glaring? Well, um, here's actually, I have never have. This is what I love about watching tape. Like, And it's almost like a painter. You know, I have this empty canvas. And because I come up with words watching tape that I could never come up with. I'm just not smart enough to come up with words that, that come out of my mouth when, but when I watch tape, so I didn't really have any expectations. Um, very seldom do I watch enough college football to have, you know, an expectation of somebody I've learned, I've learned no matter what your expectation is, tape is just going to tell you the truth. And so, uh, when I started watching him, now I've heard that he's the second, you know, a second or a second should be the second pick, or some have him the first pick or second. Anyway, so but that's your skill set has to have, fit a certain standard. Then and it's something I, I played in the league, I understood, I've studied the league, and I even coached at every level. So I, I, I've seen it from every scope that you can imagine for for forty years. So my eyes know what takes to play in the national football league. See, I don't watch kids on where they're playing. I'm watching where they're going to play. And that's, I think, some of the problem with when I make evaluations because people see them in college and see how they played in college. Well, the field, everything changes in the NFL. The field changes, and if there's anybody going, what do you mean the field changes? Okay, pass marks in college are wide. In the NFL, they're narrow. In our game in the NFL, you play in the middle. In college, you play on the perimeter. And that's period. Most of the time, your guys are better than my guys. My guys are just as good as your guys now. Now it's about schemes and matchups. Defenses change. Coverages, the way they do them and the pressures change. The offense you're going to run changes. Everything that you're ever, you've ever done is going to change. The one thing that will transition, if you have it, is a specific skill set that you have to have if you have a chance to be successful. And let's just wrap it around these two things. And this is where it starts accuracy and processing and they are interwoven you cannot have one without the other one of those if you don't will run you right out of the league and then you start building from there then it's about anticipation pocket presence toughness yes and throw mobility in there i mean i've always loved mobility and a guy that can make some things happen but that's not gonna if that's your foundational point like last year you had richardson and will levis that was their foundational point everybody loved their speed and their style i'm like now, are you talking about running backs or quarterbacks? Okay, because nobody's going to run them. If Mike Vick can't do it and Lamar Jackson can't do it, and nobody in this draft's going to do it. So going from there, and at the end of the day, 
you have to be able to play from the pocket. And in our pocket in the NFL, 70% of all throws are from a dirty pocket, meaning there's going to be some type of traffic, um, pressure around you, and you have to function under that. So that's what I look for, and I really spend a lot of time finding that. Listen, you may only find a half a dozen plays a game that you get, but you got to add them all up, and after an entire season or season and a half, you can, you can get, say, 90, 100 plays, and you get a true feeling for that. So, you know, when I was going through him, I was actually, I was actually shocked. I was shocked at how erratic he was as a passer from every perspective, short, intermediate, long. Now, does he make some great throws? Because people go, oh, what about that touchdown throw? Okay, that's, that's one throw. TV lies, highlights really lie. You've got to look at the whole scope of throws. And when you look at them, clean pocket, dirty pocket, he is, he is very inconsistent. There's no consistency with how he throws it. Um, watching how he's handled um, pressures, I was like, sometimes he didn't even see it, you know? And then sometimes he looked at it, but he didn't acknowledge it as far as throwing it. And I was like, now that you could only be in a room with him and go, hey, what are you thinking there to have the true story there? But it's not processed right. Um, he doesn't handle right. His mobility, he has some mobility, but he is very stiff. Um, he's not quick. Um, and see, those things add up when you get to the, the NFL and everybody's so much faster and quicker and smarter than what you just got done playing. So all these things get magnified. And um, his throwing motion is relatively wider, you know. And, and see, you remember Byron Leftwich? Yes. Okay, Byron Leftwich had one flaw. One flaw. He was accurate, processed things pretty. He had a wind-up motion. Okay, that wind-up motion ran him out of the league wide. You could get to him better. That half a second allowed you to pressure him in ways you couldn't pressure other quarterbacks to have a quick release. You got more hits on him. And you see, just all these little things start that up. And if you don't equate and look at those things, but that's why I just believe a lot of people who are measurable evaluators. So there's, there's two types of evaluators. There's football evaluators and there's measurable evaluators. And there's more measurable evaluators than football evaluators. And the first thing that you hear from a measurable guy is just start hearing how many yards he threw for, how fast he is, how tall he is, and how much percentage completion about how he plays and that skill set is far more important than, than than the number aspect of things. And when I go through him, and I keep going through him, I'm just like, God, he just every part of it. Like I mentioned that NC State game he showed. And I I did. I had I watched about I think all these games, but that one. And I'm like, well, just this is that last one of the year. I didn't get to watch. They don't. I didn't watch the. He didn't play in the bowl game. And I was like, wow, that might have been his worst game, the NC State game. I was like, wow, that's just – so if I'm going to make it and, – and, and if he's picked at number two, do you know what everybody's expecting? The, 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 that's, that's a dangerous word. But the expectations are that he is a, you know, a Joe Burrow or a C.J. Stroud, and he does not have that skill set. It's not even close to being harnessed and developed. Can a lot of these things we just talked about get better? Um, yes, I don't think the accuracy thing, and the accuracy thing will always be a major issue. Um, the processing thing, because these guys have 20 hours a week too, you know, so um, coaching will matter. Time spent will matter. The overall kid's commitment will matter. But I, all the things that he has to ratchet up and get better and be really good at, there won't be enough time. Though I've watched Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett had a really good skill set. None of these flaws. 
and he was eroding right in front of my eyes in Pittsburgh. Had he not got hurt, I, he's probably his his career probably goes south. Just because I I believe kids like that get ruined mentally before they get ruined physically because the expectations they start functioning bad. They start playing faster. They jump completely out of character. Now, if you don't have a really good raw skill set, oh, my gosh. I mean, the hinges come off so fast, it's not even funny. And so and then people start getting fired, and then you have change, and then in a few years, um, you're Justin Fields. So what do you like about his game? Are there some positives that you took away from your study? <laughs> well... Um, <laughs> I've never heard grunt as an evaluation, but I think we got everything we need to know from the grunt, Merrill. Yeah, well, I, I, you know what? This is not, I, listen, this, when you talk about evaluated football player, you know, it's, I don't even know the, the young man. And, I, you know, I, my son played quarterback, too. And he went, when he was an elite, really good player, went all, and he played at BYU. And um, so, listen, I, I get how, I mean, I, that's why I actually don't want to know the the people before I evaluate them because I don't want to like them because then I'm like, I don't, I want to be influenced. I want to take, tell me the truth. Cause that's how I, I look at it. It's like my, my job is, can they play in the national football league? And do they have the skill set to do that? And you know, when you make that judgment, you say, Oh, you don't like the kid. Oh, well, I don't even know him. Um, I'm just telling you where the skill set stands right now. And the odds of him transitioning to this league and keep in mind, he'll go in there. He's not going to back up. He's going to go right in the fire. It's not a playoff team. New staff. Um, didn't they just uh, – who's their office coordinator? Wasn't it uh, – didn't they just hire um, – Chip Lindsey at North Carolina was the new offensive coordinator they hired coming into this year. Oh, I meant um, in Washington. Mm. Wasn't it uh, – It was Cliff oh, yes, Kingsbury. Yeah, yeah, Kingsbury. Okay, now, now, okay Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Cliff is a, a – listen, when he played – when he first got in there, when we um, – I was with, I've, I've done a lot of stuff with the Steelers, too. I've helped them in their scouting department. But we went up there without Ben Roethlisberger. We went up there with Duck Hodges and beat him. And I knew we were going to beat him because I looked at their offense. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is Texas Tech. Like, See, in the NFL, it, you have to have short, intermediate, and vertical. You have to be explosive. And you have to show – like in college, I mean, like, shoot. Um, like they talk about, you know, you guys in North Carolina have, you know, predominant college system. It ain't like USC's. USC runs way more lateral stuff. Um, a clean, very lateral stuff. He did that in the NFL. Now he's gradually evolving, but see, like that wouldn't be a guy that I think that is really equipped to to develop an NFL quarterback. I think he's good at developing college guys and college stuff, but what what he's what he's done and. The people he's worked with, I mean, Kyle Murray worked with, and that was going to be a great match. And Kyle Murray continued to erode. And was eroding right in front of his eyes until he got, you know, they fired him. So, I, you know, I, uh, that's another dangerous environment. You go into a, I don't think, a real seasoned group that uh, would help him if he if he goes there. And it's just, it's, it's just a daunting task with the, the still set that he has right now. Um, probably probably best for him if he, if he sat at least a year. Well, that ain't going to happen. I mean, honestly, he would be probably uh, devastated. But if he got drafted in the second round, maybe the best thing ever happened to him. Because then he could see all of the areas that he has to get better at in order to just be consistent and be successful in the NFL. But I I didn't leave with a lot of things that impressed me that I – and you got to realize what you can fix and what you can't fix. 
you know, the accuracy thing I'm going to say, I have yet to see, think you can, you can bring it in a little bit, but it's always going to be a problem. And it's usually going to be a problem when it matters. And when I watch him make throws, because you could put a highlight reel together that actually he could look like he never misses a throw. And that's why I say TV lies and highlights always lie. You can't look at just a few. You've got to look at all of them. And I just wasn't left um, impressed. I, um, um, I would, I, I would not. I would have given him a, a later round grade. Like I would never give him a first round grade if I was with the team. I'd have, I'd have put him a low second or third round area because of all those things he needs to work on. And um, it sounds mean or cruel, but uh, to answer, that could give him the best chance to ever to really play in the league versus getting run out of the league and you know have a certain reputation that you can never overcome. Former NFL player, ESPN analyst Merrill Hodge joins us on the Body Works Plus guest line. You can follow him on X at Merrill Hodge. And Merrill, I know that last year the only quarterback you had a first-round grade on was C.J. Stroud. What are your thoughts about Bryce Young coming into his second year with the Panthers? Can he turn it around? Well, here's why I had him. At a, I had him as a second-round round grade. And when they when I did that, they are like, what? He, he's the one that has the trophy. I'm like, he's seen he won what? He won the Heisman Trophy. I said, irrelevant. Stupidest thing ever I heard in a meeting. It's, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I go, he won a what? Go, that doesn't make, that make that doesn't nothing about playing in the National Football League. He goes, we won a national championship. Again, it doesn't matter. Okay, he played for Alabama, and they're better than everybody else about 90% of the time. But the year he started, that he eroded and he got hurt, what happened? Their team wasn't as good as everybody, so the flaws started to come about. And I go back to playing from the pocket. 70% is dirty. When you watched him play from the pocket, that is when 5'9 showed up and his limited ability to throw. It almost imagined like you're in a pocket and then you have a rainbow out there. Okay, that was his radius. Okay? If he can't throw any time, he can't throw the ball outside of that with any sense of accuracy or consistency. There you go, CJ Stroud. You got no limitations. Zero. You got ways to do things with him that are, you know, are magical. What, what they were thinking there? I mean, I don't know who made the decision. I, I've still never heard who made it. Um, um, it, it to me, I, I think it's ownership because usually when ownership makes that decision, they fire everybody. So they, they're not going to get everybody rid of everybody that can hold them accountable um, or say it's their fault that they didn't develop them. But as hard as this kid works, he's never going to be six three. And listen, from six one to to five nine, six one's a problem. You know, like I go to Caleb Williams, six one is going to be a a problem. That is that is true across the board with passing lanes and seeing things and missing things and how defenses will handle you in the NFL versus what experience you have in college. That will be a factor, and you'll always be dealing with that. They'll always be dealing with five nine. He will always have limitations of where he threw the football. Now, listen from a how I evaluate, he knows how to play the position though. He really does. He had I gave him a ten on toughness because he took some hits in college. Then I'm like, oh, my gosh, how did he get up? I'm like, that is the toughest dude I've ever seen. But here's the problem in the NFL. Sometimes you're like, boy, who are we going to get there that can finish? There's not a team in the NFL that goes, our kicker could get there and finish because he's so tiny. <laughs> I mean, and I, was, I even put it in my notes. I go, somebody might be arrested for murder when they hit him because he is just so small. And he won't last an entire season. And he's not going to. I go, if you're okay with him playing 14, 15 games, then draft him. 
You know, if you're okay with being limited every week that you go out there with how you're going to have to game time and you have to scheme around that, it's already hard enough when you have a guy with no limitations. And now that's what you're, you're dealing, dealing with all the time. I don't think there's any doubt you can make a certain scheme. You can play better, but you will always have limitations and defenses will crush them. Once they know, okay, you can't push it outside the numbers, well, I ain't got to run for certain coverages. I ain't got to play certain things to this guy. And I can pressure in ways I don't. I can't pressure most kids in the NFL. And eventually, you're never going to withstand that. You could you'll play better, but to win a championship with with um, those limitations, um, I've not seen happen, and, and I don't. I don't see happening. Um, and you know, this will go on for a minute. maybe another staff gets fired, and you know, eventually, you know, I said this draft draft picks like that hold your franchise hostage for at least four years. That was Merrill Hodge, former NFL player and ESPN analyst, joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him at Merrill Hodge. Merrill, we enjoyed it, man. We look forward to talking to you down the road. Anytime, boys. You guys holler at me and get back to your producer. Tell I'm okay. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.